Hello, prayer friend. Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. We would appreciate if you recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, AfriChrist, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Hi, everyone. This is Sam Kawesa, your host once again today, coming to you from the AfriChrist Podcast Studios. And uh, we are going to be looking at a topic today, which is very, very common. Well, our topic today is titled, Bible Principles for Cyberspace Relationships. But does the Bible support them? Does the Bible give us guidelines? Does the Bible say anything about today's times? Because a lot of people, especially young people, are meeting people online. And they'll be saying things like, oh, I've been talking to her for two months. Oh, I have. I met her. Oh, I met him. You know, you think of all the uh, common things that we are used to meeting people, and then when they finally drop the bomb, they say, "I met them online," and you're like, "You said you talked to them," and then they say, "Yes, I've talked to them online." They haven't even voiced talk to them. They have chatted, typing, but they call it talking. Now, parents have to come to terms with today's uh, technology. They have to come to terms with today's young people. We have to really be guided in helping them and guiding them in this area. We can't deny it because it's there. If we do, it's really folly because it's going to be for at our loss when we do not advise friends, children, young people about cyberspace relationships. The key is in the Bible already. We are supposed to be helping people and not deterring them. We are supposed to take control of any and every situation that comes our way. The Bible gives us that um, authority, but many times we are scared because it's things that we don't know how to deal with, and so we don't know how to pray about it. And we are going to use six guidelines that I have put together. Now, this is not um, one size fits all. God may give you other ways and other means to use in your situation. But I'm going to use these six and I'm going to read them first so you know where we're going every time. Number one, God has a custom master plan for every relationship. Number two, God has assured us that he is a willing and able audience to listen to us. Number three, do not be afraid to approach him. Number four, Every avenue to meet others is already built into the Word of God. Number five, God has already laid the foundation upon which we can build 
any relationship, including cyberspace relationships. Number six, he is the God of a second chance, always ready to repair soured relationships, including cyberspace relationships. So those are the guidelines. We're going to use six of them, and I'm going to use each one, basing it on the Bible. I'll bring up a verse. We'll discuss it based on that uh, guideline. So our first guideline is this. Know that God is interested and has a custom master plan for you. Okay, we're going to use Jeremiah 29.11 for this one. What does Jeremiah 29.11 say? It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So right there, number one. We want to walk in God's master plan for our lives, okay? Everybody wants a master plan. So if a young person comes to you and says, I met someone online, you want to ingrain in them that God has a master plan for you. Instead of attacking them or telling them this is wrong, this shouldn't be this way, believe me, they will go and do it anyway. They can do it while they're laying in bed in your house. You think, oh, they're not going to go to a bar, they're not going to go to a restaurant, they're gonna go, not going to be out there. But guess what? They will be online meeting people. And you want to give your young people guidelines as to how to meet people online. We can either bury our heads in the sand or ask God to guide us. We have to understand that God is sovereign over everything. He's sovereign over the internet. If we believe him for other things that we do not see, remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. How much cyber can you get? Okay. So now in Jeremiah, he says he has a plan for us. So what you have to do is to tell somebody that God has a plan for you. Are you walking in his plan? Have you done everything that you need to do in order to walk in his plan? Remember in these few verses, 29, 11 to 13, he says that if you seek me, you will find me when you pray. Basically, God is saying, it requires prayer to find his master plan for you. So now if you meet, quote-unquote, and I'll use that, quote-unquote, uh, meet someone online, is it in God's plan for your life? What is God's plan for your life? Do you know it? Do you have an idea? Once you are in God's plan for your life, it's going to be much easier for you to deal with someone you meet anywhere, whether it's online, whether it's in a restaurant, whether it's in a classroom, whether it's in a workplace, wherever it is, it has to be. Because let me tell you something. You can meet a monster at work. You can meet a monster in a restaurant. Yes, you can meet a monster in church. You can meet a monster in a prayer meeting. You can meet a monster in a classroom. So it's not where you meet them. It's basically following the plan of God for your life. So that's the first point. You have to show people that God has a plan for them. And even as the scripture says, it's not to harm you. God does not want you to meet people online to harm you. That's what this uh, scripture says. What does it say? The plans I have for you to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Now, when you meet someone online, whether it's for business or personal relationships, it's about the future. It's about 
what you are hoping for. Plans to give you a hope. Remember we just said that faith is a substance of things hoped for. God has a plan for you. So the avenue where you meet them does not really matter. It's are you walking in the plan he has for you. Guess what? Even the plan for the other person. So what I suggest to people is that listen. If you met someone online, what you need to do is to pray that God help me that this person is in the plans that you have for me and also let me be in the plans that you have for them whether it's for business, personal relationships or even a romantic relationship, okay? So we know that God has a plan for us. Now, number two, our reason was God has assured us that he is a willing and able audience to listen to us. Where do we get that from? Uh, in Hebrews 12, 22, okay, through 24. Remember the children of Israel in the Old Testament, whenever they approach God on Mount Zion, God would tell Moses or Joshua, or whoever was leading them, that tell them not to come anywhere near the bottom of the mountain. Not even their animals. It was that holy that God would keep them away. And then Joshua or Moses would himself climb to the mountain and go talk to God for them. Okay? So this Hebrews is really an answer to that for us in the New Testament age. What does it say? Okay, Hebrews 12, 22 through 24, it goes like this. No, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. You have come to the assembly of, of God's firstborn children, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself, who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous, the ones in heaven who have now been made perfect. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and the people, and to the sprinkled blood which speaks forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance, like the blood of Abel. Now, this is loaded right here. Okay, first of all, he says, You're coming to God among the chosen, the firstborn children of God. You are asking God as you pray for you to be in this kind of environment, for you to meet people with this kind of mind, people who are also seeking but are also online because not everyone seeking online, including yourself, is evil. So that means that there are those and there's a cloud of witnesses cheering you on. That's what the Bible says here, that you are being cheered on. You have come to the spirits of the righteous, the ones in heaven who have now been made perfect. You are coming. You have to pray to God that, Lord, let me be in the people of Hebrews 12, 22 20 through 24. That's how I want to meet these people online. That's the kind of people I want to meet online. The people who fit in your plan as you showed me in Jeremiah 29, 11. When you are like this, then you know that you are cleansed by the what? The blood of Jesus. This Everything in this situation is sprinkled with the blood of Jesus, which speaks of what? Forgiveness. Not crying out for vengeance like that of the blood of Abel. And as you know, the blood of Abel is when Cain killed his brother Abel. And the Bible says that the blood of your brother is crying out for you. So, now you know that our point number two is that it's okay to approach God about even a cyber relationship. You have to know 
how to pray with impact. You have to know what you're getting into. Then you can go to God and pray, and he will lead you to the right person, to the right people. God knows who is online anywhere, anytime, anyplace, okay? So God knows how to shield you the same way he shields you from people in a restaurant, in a classroom, in a train. God is capable of shielding you from the evil people online, okay? So that's point number two. Now we go to our guideline number three. God hears and has given us that assurance, okay? Now, we're going to get this from First John 5, 14 through 15. And it says this, And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us that which we ask for. So you see, First John 5, 14 through 15 is telling us that if we are going to approach people online, if we are going to seek friendships and relationships online, it has to be pleasing to him. What pleases God? Well, the other person must fit in the plan of God for them and for you. That will please God. That is what God is talking about. And so now, as you pray, before you do all these things, you know that he hears us and he answers us. And because he hears us and answers us, the Bible has shown us here in this verse that he will give us what we ask for. Why? Because as the verse says, it pleases him. Because here God is actually the one making the connection. Click. Think of two magnets, you know. When you have two magnets and you're trying to bring them together, if you bring the wrong pole to the uh, other, it will repel it. But if you bring the right pole, they will click, they will click on. And so, that's like how God is pleased. When the two things click, that means they are following his plan. Guideline number three, which is God hears and has given us the assurance that he hears and answers our prayer, okay? Then number four. Now, this is something you need to just know, to have it settled in your spirit and in your heart, that all the avenues for relationships have already been created. God has devoted much in the Bible to relationships, relationship building, relationship repair, and maintenance. The book of 1 Corinthians is chock full of these. You'll be amazed how much God has about relationships, how to deal with each other, how not to sue each other. God basically is telling you he's interested in your relationship. He is interested in repairing it. But right now, I will just read this to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11. What does it say? That is what the scripture mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. But it was to us that God revealed these things, for his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deepest secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. What is he telling us here? First of all, he's telling us about spirits. He's telling us about the Holy Spirit, which is his spirit. And then he's talking about your spirit. So you must be in sync with the Holy Spirit. Then the other thing is, the, the Bible is already saying, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. 
this was seen in Paul's time. At that time, they couldn't relate it to cyberspace. But as time went on, people started relating it to different things. See, people started relating it to television. People started relating it to telephone. Guess what? Now we are relating it to what we know as cyberspace. All those things have been evolving over time. It's no accident to God. God knew where our uh, generation will be at this time. So God knew that there's going to be cyber meetings, just like he knew people could meet on trains, but there were no trains on those days. <laughs> Maybe people met on donkeys, but then now people can run into each other at the bus station, in the train station, on the plane. So would you tell someone who met somebody on the plane, oh, 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 that's of the devil. You can't do that. No, 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 no. You can't meet someone in the air, up there. In Oh, no, 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 no. You can't meet anybody. You can't cut a business deal on the plane. That is wrong. That is of the devil. Can you imagine that? No, we can't. Because that time has passed when we didn't know and didn't have, but now we do have planes. Guess what? The same thing now. The time has passed when we didn't know and didn't have cyberspace. So people are going to meet people on cyberspace. And as you know, it's getting better and better. Some of them have very extensive background checks. So you know they're without most of the things that you know would scare people even on a plane, even in a restaurant. Because you can meet someone in a restaurant and you don't know he belongs to the mafia. And he just says sweet talk you and everything, whether it's business, romance or whatever, and then he dumps you, okay? So this can happen anywhere because this is a state of mind. This is the state of the spirit. And as we have seen here, no one, but what does verse, say, uh, verse 10 say? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10 says, But it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deepest secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. So you see, it's a state of the spirit here. And whether you meet someone in cyberspace, whether you meet someone in hotel space, whether you meet someone in plane, airplane space, it doesn't matter. It's the spirits that you're dealing with. And God has provided for us to judge these things by his spirit. Because he says God's own spirit is going to do it. So when you pray, pray knowing that you want to do everything that the spirit of God leads and guides you into in these relationships. Whether it is um, personal or business. Okay, let's go to number five. Our point number five. What was it? God has already laid the foundation upon which we can build anything, any relationship. Okay, so I want you to listen to this. We're going to use First First Corinthians chapter three, verse ten through thirteen. Remember, I told you that the book of First Corinthians is chock full of things of relationships. Okay, now what we are dealing with is the foundation. Once God lays a foundation, you build upon that foundation, it will stand. Whether the person, you met him in class, again, I'm going to say the same things because that's what we're used to. Whether you met him on a donkey, whether you met him or her in a plane, it doesn't matter where you meet them. 
God is in control and if the foundation is from God of God whether you made them on cyberspace it's going to work okay this is the dark side of the web we can't help that satan is trying everything everywhere including in relationships and satan believe me he can be in a classroom he can be anywhere so just because you met someone oh i met him at harvard and he was he was in his research lab and and he could be a monster okay whether it's business again or personal relationships or whatever it doesn't matter the basis is we need god to lay the foundation okay first uh, corinthians chapter 3 verse 10 through 13 goes because of god's grace to me i have laid the foundation like an expert builder now others are building on it but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have jesus christ verse 12 goes anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials gold silver jewels wood hay or straw and let me add this or cyberspace because that's where we are when paul was writing this there was no cyberspace as we know it today so he didn't put it in so let me read this verse again with my cyberspace addition anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials these are not the only materials that paul is going to mention this is an example paul was using to show you the foundation that god uses okay we we'll read it one more time and i i warn you i'm going to add on at the end of it cyberspace okay 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 10 through 13 now we are at verse 12 anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials gold silver jewels wood hay or straw or cyberspace but on the judgment day fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done the fire will show if a person's work has any value you see how generic that is so the end of the at the end of the day the foundation has been laid and what's that foundation christ in verse 11 says for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have jesus christ so the key in our number 5 point is the foundation has to be jesus christ it doesn't matter whether you meet this person this ceo in a restaurant in in a college lab or on a plane it doesn't matter the foundation is key here and it has to be jesus christ and so now as you talk to young people about this make sure you tell them about the foundation of the person they met and you know what god will show you how to judge this foundation he's not going to la- uh, let you hang he's he's going to show you ways to find the truth about this person okay or this business venture whatever it is god is that sovereign god is that powerful god is that knowledgeable he knows everything about everyone and anything including cyberspace okay so let us not underestimate the power of or the uh, the power of the spirit of god to go deep into anything and dig out all the dirt and all the all, all the good so that we can be exposed because here Paul says that hey it was all done for us okay now 
one of the things that we have to understand is that computers are just tools just like any other tool like a plane like a train like a, a classroom a classroom is a tool that we use to learn things and people a lot of people have met good people and bad people in classrooms okay and on planes <laughs> so those are just tools and computers are no different they are tools they are just for our age this is the cyber age especially for our young people you know like a lot of young people ask i've had parents say and my daughter asked me how else do you expect me to meet people to them that's the only way to some of them let let me tell you we need to come to their age okay so computers are just tools all we have to do is understand these basic uh, uh principles so that god's work will be done among our children among our businesses in cyberspace i'll give you another example here recently a chinese surgeon performed the first remote surgery using 5g technology this surgeon was in another place and he was doing surgery in another place miles away i forget how many miles but it was very far away and he was the major surgeon doing the work the other the 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 operation was taking place using uh, um gadgets and using uh, uh robots but he was controlling it from another place remotely he cut into a life a skin and he started to do surgery the other surgeons and the other doctors and nurses and whoever they were there in that room just like they would be if he was there uh, in person but he wasn't so now would you say oh that's a, did you see that that was a miracle the guy did this and blah 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 well if that's a miracle how much more about relationships okay where you can meet people you can cut a business deal in cyberspace create a relationship but all with the same principles that guide other relationships so that you can have one with the foundation of Christ as we have seen in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 the foundation is Christ okay so once you do that we come to our last point which is he is a god of a second chance he is always ready to repair any soured relationship guess what not only is he able to repair any relationship but he is also able to repair cyber relationship because you know what cyberspace relationships can go just as sour as physical relationship where you meet someone in a physical setting because hey a lot of people meet physically in church oh that's one thing i forgot they could meet in church and you you are like oh my god i thought if i met him in church it would be different and guess what it would be even worse sometimes okay so but god is able to repair any relationship whether it's church relationship cyber relationship airplane relationship train relationship or classroom relationship god is able to repair any of them none of them is above his power so for example i want to give you just some biblical examples real quickly just to sh- to remind you remember um before jesus was crucified he told um uh, uh, peter and in luke 22 verse 31 he says and the lord said simon simon indeed satan has us for you that he may sift you as wheat but i have prayed for you that your faith should not fail and when you have returned to me strengthen your brethren 
Jesus knew that he would deny him three times, but he says, when you return to me, strengthen your brethren. So Jesus is able to repair any relationship. He shows us here that by faith, Peter can repair, can help in the repairing of his relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay, So that's what we need to know, that if a relationship fails, God, Jesus himself, is able to help you repair that relationship. Because you know what? Satan has asked to sift you, just like he did of Peter. But Jesus has already prayed for us. That's why before Jesus left, he prayed for his disciples and everybody. Go in the book of John, you're going to find that. Or in Luke, you're going to find the prayer that Jesus prayed. Okay. Then the other example I want to give you is about John, Mark, and Paul. Remember in the book of Acts chapter 15, Paul and Barnabas really had a great disagreement because John Mark, who was a young man, had departed them. Maybe he went back partying, and Paul did not like that at all. So now when they were going to do mission work, Paul says, "Uh -uh, I have nothing to do with him. The disagreement, in fact, the Bible says that it was so bad that they departed in disagreement. In verse 39 of of Acts 15, it says, Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed to Cyprus. So you see, he did. But look, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul, the Bible shows us that Paul somehow, somewhere, was touched by the Spirit of God. And he changed his view about uh, John Mark because God is a God of a second chance. He says in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 11, Only Luke is with me. Can you imagine? Everybody else now left him. But he says, Only Luke is with me. Then look at the next line. He goes, Get Mark and bring him with you. He's talking about John Mark. And he says, Because he is helpful to me in my ministry. So you see, this is the God we serve over at Second Chance. He brought Paul and John Mark back together again because he's a God of a second chance. Then we know, of course, very uh, the story of the woman on the well in John 4, where, you know, that woman uh, who had a prostitute, basically, Jesus talked to her. She got converted. She went and brought the whole town to Jesus, okay? Then another one, of, uh, to show that God is a God of a second chance is the woman caught on a, in adultery. <laughs> Jesus t- told them, okay, let he who has not sinned throw the first stone. None of them, all of them, including the priests, started to walk away because they had all sinned because Jesus started to write their stuff on the floor. And guess what? Jesus told that woman, I also do not condemn you. Go and sin no more. So the key is change. Go change. If your relationship soured and it was high, you know, it was from cyberspace, it was from a restaurant, it's from a classroom, it doesn't matter. Just go and sin no more. Ask God, you know. And there are many other examples in the Bible. Uh, for lack of time, I couldn't go through it. So praying God's word brings timely answers, even if they may not sometimes come as quickly as we may want or the way we are used to. You know, so God may bring someone through cyberspace. However, they do come in perfect timing. I want you to know that. You know, when Daniel was praying about his situation and the children of Israel, uh, there's a part where he said, I think it's in Daniel chapter 9, he goes, 
Lord, how long? It shows the frustration of the human mind about time. We have the same thing. You said, Lord, I've been waiting all this time. How long? But you know what it says in the Bible for Daniel? He said, and he searched the scriptures. For us, it means go back to God. Prayers based on the word of God will help you deal with your situation, whether it is cyberspace, whether it's a soured relationship, whatever it is, God is able. So I'll just one more time go over the points that we've discussed or the uh, the guidelines that we need uh, in dealing with cyber relationships, especially if we are helping young people uh, with understanding this. I advise you to go back to my uh, podcast and look at it, and I'll be posting this on our blog. Our blog is Praying with impact.com so you can look at these points okay and you can download them and read them and follow through to help you number one god has a custom master plan for every relationship number two god has assured us that he is willing and uh, he's a willing and able audience to listen to us number three do not be afraid to approach him number four every avenue or street to meet others is already built God has built every avenue into this earth, okay? Number five, God has already laid the foundation upon which we can build. Number six, he's a God of a second chance or is ready to repair any soured relationship, okay? So, once again, I thank you so much for listening in. And I am praying, especially for the young people, you know, who have been um, discouraged, or don't know what to do, or being told that you can't do this and the other online, and yet it is a generation we live in. People work from home. People didn't realize that through corona they could work from home and get paid the same amount of money, even get a raise. But in those in these days, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. That's what it says in, uh, in the book of Peter. One of the books of Peter is that God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Let us not limit God, okay? God bless you, but we are going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your love. I thank you, Father, for all those people who are listening in. I thank you, Father, that you are showing us ways through your word how to make relationships. You are interested in our relationships, especially the young people who don't know what to do. They don't know who to date. They don't know who to meet or where to meet them, Father. We ask you, Father, that these foundations or these guidelines that you gave me to give to them, they may add to what they already know or what you're already speaking to them, that they may be able to pick the right partner for whatever it is, whether it's business, whether it is a marriage, whether it is just a relationship, just friends, Father, through cyberspace. That's our specific request this time. Guide them. Help the parents. Help the, their advisors. That Lord, Heavenly Father, they may examine this through the Spirit, using the Spirit of God, instead of using what they know or don't know. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are sovereign over everything. You are sovereign over land and sea and space. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bring this situation before you, especially our young people, Father. Protect them from all those predators out there, Father, that they may meet the right people for the right situation. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. 
Now, um, I'm going to do what we normally do at the end of our podcast, and I'm going to see the nations, the nations that have um, uh, downloaded the most, and I usually want to see the, uh, the top 10 downloaders for our podcast, the last podcast. By the way, I just want to let you know that we are on very many platforms. You can now just Google us, uh, and you'll get us. you just Google AfriChrist Podcast prayer podcast and it will be right there we are on almost every major platform you can think of you are on apple podcast uh, google podcast we are on amazon podcast people didn't even know amazon had podcast we are on everything now the other thing is i want to let you know that we reached a milestone our last podcast on the blood of jesus we had over 200 and 40,000K, 240K downloads. It was major on one of these platforms, okay? On our Facebook platform, we had over 250, 240. I think we have bypassed it by now. But anyway, the last time I looked, that's how much it was. So thank you again for uh, all that you do to help us to be who we are. Thank you for advising other people, uh, telling, uh, showing other people when to download, how to download. And I want to show you the top 10 downloaders one more time. Yemen, Australia, Morocco, Uganda, Kenya, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Australia. Oh, I mentioned that, Australia. And so we have our top 10 downloaders. I'm happy to see Morocco in here, okay? And I'm happy to see Yemen. These are traditionally um, uh, Muslim countries, but they were one of our top 10 downloaders.